Welcome to the Philly AdCast, informing and engaging the advertising community. Powered by Alchemy X and the Philly Ad Club. Here's your host, Bjorn Henriquez. Hello and welcome to the Philly AdCast, powered by Alchemy X. I'm Bjorn Henriquez, your host. And today we have members of the Philly Ad Club Diversity Committee, uh, starting off with... Melinda Ramos, Director of Talent and Diversity at Brownstein Group. Great. And uh, co-chair. And I'm Gary Shepard, President and CEO, founder of Third Floor Media. Great. Thanks for taking time to join us and speak about diversity and inclusion in our industry. So I just wanted to start off with uh, diversity and inclusion. What did that mean to you, Melinda? Uh, To me, it means um, unique perspectives, uh, differences in backgrounds, collective bringing the collective together to create something greater. Mm-hmm. Um, inclusion for me is having a seat at the table, a voice, and an idea exchange that it has equal uh, ranking amongst others. Okay, great. How about you, Gary? So I've heard diversity as being described as being invited to the dance right. and inclusion being asked to dance. Right. So you're participating in the process. Right. And when I look at it in terms of the culture and society that we live in, I look at people of color being involved in the decision-making process, the the production of whatever it is you might want to do in terms of getting a message out. Right, right. So let me stay with you just because uh, you've been in this city for so long and has had a a very unique career going from... uh, the talent side to being on the radio to running an agency. So what have you seen in, in terms of, uh, of uh, one side being in radio at a media company to running your, your own agency in the city? Well, you know, it's a, that's an interesting question because uh, going back in radio and dealing with salespeople on the sales side, I always knew and understood that they had difficulty in selling the radio station because most of the stations I've worked for were black-owned radio stations or at least black-programmed radio stations being programmed to the African-American community. And there was always an issue in dealing with agencies to get them to buy the station. Uh, convincing the agencies that the African-American community, first of all, had the funds to be able to buy the products that they were advertising. So, you know, going from from that background to actually owning an agency now and uh, dealing with some of the larger clients that we do deal with right now, it's it's been been very interesting and we feel blessed to uh, be included in that. So so we're dancing now. Right, right, right. Great. Great. So, um, being in Philly for three mm-hmm. years now, right? That's correct. Uh, and and this this you know Philadelphia has its own vibe. I'm, I'm originally from New York as mm-hmm. well, and uh, and has its own nuances. Um, in being a transplant and coming into the market, how important what is it for you to make sure that's included in the culture at the Brownstein Group? It's incredibly important to me. Um, Obviously, being a person of color, I observe the rooms that I walk into and, um, you know, throughout my entire career, uh, noticing that nine out of ten rooms I walk into, I'm usually the only person of color or of a very limited group. Uh, So I wanted to make sure that that was a prominent and deliberate and, um, you know, just 
an important, I thought it was an important thing to to try to achieve at Brownstein Group specifically, uh, but just in, in advertising in general. Um, you know, I have had the pleasure of working at very diverse uh, companies, and I've also had the, I wouldn't say displeasure necessarily, but um, the experience of working in very um, in, in environments that were have very little diversity. And so I've, I've seen both sides and I know the benefit of being in a diverse environment. Uh, and I know the benefit of being in an inclusive environment, um, especially as from an HR perspective, my role is about people mm-hmm. and engaging people and helping them reach their full potential in their career paths. And if it's not an inclusive environment, then they are not able to achieve that. So for me, it was very important, not just um, for the role that I play, but for myself and my own personal career opportunities and my growth plans. Uh, So absolutely, I wanted to bring everything that I'd learned, both from my career and my life in New York City, uh, to the work that I do at Brownstein Group, or any agency or company that I might work in in the future. Right, right. Mm -hmm. So if we go back a little bit to the to the to the history of the city or this region, um, we're we're calling it diver- diversity inclusion mm-hmm. now. Uh, Carrie, I'll start with you. How, how did we get here? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that's that's it's again another another great question mm-hmm. because uh, as uh, we look at it now, we are actually promoting the Philly Ad News from the Philly Ad Club. It's the uh, trade magazine that's mm-hmm. published um, uh, by. Um, Charlie Volpe. Mm-hmm. He's done a great job over the years. And this is the first time that the magazine is devoting uh, its issue to diversity and inclusion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talked about being transplants. I'm a transplant as well. My mm-hmm. home is Detroit. I right, grew up right. uh, in an area where uh, Detroit had the first black-owned and operated radio station built from the ground up to service the African-American community. So it was different for me moving to Philadelphia um, and it was um, everything was controlled by people who didn't look like me. And I right. think Melinda said something when she walks into a room and you notice that you're the only person of color. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then you kind of realize if you did see someone else there that looked like you, then you know that whatever you have to contribute has value to that organization. Mm -hmm. So that's really, really important. And we have several authors who have participated in uh, writing articles for this um, uh, magazine coming up now. Mm -hmm. So you say, how do we get here? So specifically, when we talk about the African-American community, we started off with the enslavement of Africans Mm -hmm. back in 1619. Uh, Here we are in 2019. It's the 400th year uh, since the beginning of the transatlantic slave trade. And my article kind of focuses on historical events that led us up to where we are now. We got the Emancipation Proclamation, uh, Reconstruction Era, Jim Crow, um, integration, sit-ins, set-asides, affirmative action, and here we are at diversity and inclusion. Right. We have made progress, right. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. There's no question about that. Right. Right. And uh, what about uh, your article and your contribution to the, to the um, I was yes. going to say the episode. But the <laughs> <laughs> my article, my contribution to the issue of diversity and inclusion for the Philly Ad News was really centered around recruiting 
and um, bringing in talent that otherwise would not have uh, access to the opportunities at my company uh, or would not necessarily have the awareness of those opportunities and really about seeking out talent in areas that um, we might not have previously looked. Mm. So much of our recruiting practices have been largely centered around that bias toward what is most familiar and right. what is most comfortable, comfortable. to you right. and really trying to get us out of that comfort zone a bit because there's so much to learn and so many opportunities and um, so many great people out there, mm-hmm. really, really great, talented, smart people that right. we just are not giving them a shot. Right. You know? So that's really the focus of my, my article. I think that's very important, too, uh, Melinda, because, I mean, you hold a very important position at one of the oldest agencies, if not Mm -hmm. the oldest agency Mm -hmm. in this region, uh, to be able to uh, open up those opportunities for people. Because uh, when you go in and, again, you see people who look like you and you know that your uh, input will be uh, Mm -hmm. valued in that environment, uh, you know, you have a very important role there, and I'm proud of what you're doing Thanks. myself. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's not lost on me how important the role is. Um, and I do. I take it very, very seriously. Again, it's not just for the agency and the work that, that I do for them, but just for my own opportunities. Um, the more I can get exposure, the more that I can bring exposure to these issues, uh, the more opportunities I'll have when I walk into a room, like you said, and mm-hmm. see others like myself. Right. Yeah. So I think uh, also, Bjorn, if I may, I mean, uh, you also brought up a point about unconscious bias, mm-hmm. because a lot of people don't know that they have the biases, right. And, right. and they will be... Uh, just familiar with the way they've right. operated in the past, and if you're looking for change, mm-hmm. you can't do things like you've already done, always right. done them. Right. right, exactly. You know, you have to change. You have to think outside the box. Right. You have to do it differently, right. and 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 that brings strength to to any organization, any group, and the society as a whole. Yeah, yeah definitely. I, I love the fact that on the on the Brownstein um, website, you tie uh, diversity and inclusion. Not those exact words, but you try tied to profitability, mm-hmm. and we're we're all in a business at mm-hmm. the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I believe that you know, um, as much as we talk about the subject, uh, we don't mention that part, right. and how important it is to have um, a diverse culture, diverse diversity within the company. Mm-hmm. That you know, at the end of the day, does that lead to better product, better right. selling of a product, or what right. have you? Um, did you did you consciously? Uh, uh, mention that and and have that kind of in, in yeah. modus operandi. Absolutely, um, it had to be uh, an, a very deliberate and a very conscious effort because well, it started with a lot of research around diversity, specifically in the advertising field, um, and then we narrowed it down. To, well, you know, during this this research period, narrowed it down to understanding where there was lacking in terms of that diversity, um, and ultimately what the goal was in achieving that diversity. And when you look at the basic numbers, if you just look at the black and white numbers and you see the spending power of mm-hmm. blacks blacks and Latinos mm-hmm. um, uh, and, and, and all of the other diverse groups, um, there are trillions and trillions of dollars mm-hmm. being spent on services, goods, and, and you know everything in between. And if you can tap into any amount, any tiny percentage or or, or um, 
half a percentage of that right. of that of those dollars being spent, your company, your business can achieve such great success. Um, there's there's so much revenue to be achieved when you tap into those audiences. But if you don't have the um, the employees, the talent representing those audiences, then naturally your unconscious bias is mm -hmm. going to steer you toward what is familiar. Right. And I, I think you can see that now, too, in uh, some of the creative uh, that you see on mm -hmm. television, you hear on radio. Yeah the input that's valued because it's right. reaching that segment. It's Absolutely. reaching that market. Absolutely. So you can see that, I mean, with the commercials that you see on television, yeah. there's more representation of people of color. Right. Uh -huh. uh, you hear it on radio. Yep. I mean, I'm, I'm a radio guy, mm -hmm. but I've done some television, mm -hmm. but you know, I can recognize voices and I sure. can recognize them right away. And say, right. oh, okay, I, I relate to that. Mm -hmm. right. And mm -hmm. if a person relates to something, then they're more inclined to be able to go out and either get that product mm -hmm. or that service or whatever it is that might be advertised. Right. So it's a win-win it's a for the agency. It's a win for the, uh, the client, the business right. itself. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. I wanted to talk to recruitment Yeah. and, and, um, and bringing up the, the next generation. I, I'm an adjunct professor at Temple teaching advertising sales. And... I notice that uh, you know what my class makeup is sometimes. Mm -hmm. And do you see that you don't get a lot of applicants from uh, uh, people of color? So I would say that until recently, I was not getting a lot of applicants from people of color. Okay. Um, you know, through these efforts, uh, you know, partnering with schools like Temple, like Drexel, like Lincoln. Um, the the influx of, of applicants from diverse backgrounds has increased um, pretty significantly, and I'm really grateful for that. And I want to continue helping push this forward from the entry level all the way up. Right. So it's 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 actually a really exciting time for us. That's great, and yeah. Gary with you, yeah, yeah, I, I one know, of my I'm, students. I was going to say, <laughs> I know you were a professor, an adjunct professor, mm -hmm. because one of our interns was in your class, right. oh. and uh, he he would come back and report to me what was going on. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but vice versa, I was going to say that you know, in reference to that student, I saw how him seeing you and being within your organization and being able to have a. Um, employer slash mentor relationship, how you know his prospects of what he can do within the industry was expanded. Absolutely, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Can you speak to well, the Well, here's the other thing. Uh, we have an intern now. He just received the George Beach scholarship. Oh wow! And it was the first time it was ever given. Now George Beach was one of the first black advertising agencies in the Philadelphia region. The Beach Agency, mm -hmm. Beach Advertising. Uh, it went through several iterations, but George Beach was the man behind it. So we had that intern now because he said he visited several agencies. He went around to some of the bigger ones, and he came to our small shop and said, "Wow, I really like it here, and I want to be involved in this because he has a one. -on we have a one-on-one, -on -one and he can really see what goes on. He can get involved into different aspects. The other thing I wanted to mention is." Uh, yes, that's great on the college level, but we need to start even uh, on the pre-K and mm -hmm. grand and, mm -hmm. and you know elementary school and middle school and high school. We need to start because of the fact you didn't get the applicants because mm -hmm. they didn't even know these jobs right. existed. Right. right. They don't yeah. even know about it. Right. And 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 
when you talk about our people, especially people of color, uh, usually they want to be on the microphone mm -hmm. or on camera, right. and that's all they know. But look at all the other areas. I mean, you have technicians who are here right now doing mm -hmm. their jobs, mm -hmm. okay, mm -hmm. that, you know, black people don't even know about, right. Right. you know, the kids right. especially. So if we go out and reach out to the schools, yes. you know, in the school system and start it in, at the elementary level, mm -hmm. you know, so they'll they'll know that these kinds of things are there for me and I can achieve it. I can do this right. mm -hmm. and it's mm -hmm. there for me. So Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel that um, uh, as an industry we're doing enough to, to reach out? Well, you know, I have to say, uh, as, you, as you look at it now, the president general manager of NBC10 and Telemundo 62, yeah, Rick okay. Harris. Yep. Mm. So, you know, that position uh, opened up for him. Uh, he had mentors along the way to mm -hmm. help him you know, right. reach the goal that where he is right now. And he's reaching back and doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. right. Because if you look at the makeup uh, that's there, you know, on both stations, mm -hmm. you know, you can tell that he has made a difference. You know, right. he's had that uh, positive impact, yeah. you know, to bringing right. people on and opening up those positions where, you know, people like us probably would not be right. in right. had it not been for him being in that position. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to double down on that, I, I see Rick out in the community a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, he's involved with the PABJ. I mean, he is. You know, it's it's he really walks in, and I, and I, and I see it from the uh, sales and executive side to the to like you said, the journalists and the talent side. So yes, mm -hmm. yeah, yes, great. Yep. They bring up so. Um, say you know we're we're looking down the line, and uh, what do you think the the win is or the the vision for for the hmm. mission? That's a great question. Yeah. Uh, you know, for me, the win, ultimate win, is that we don't have to talk about it anymore. Mm -hmm. It just is. Right. Everyone has an equal opportunity, and there is enough representation in the room. And by enough, I mean everybody is you know, different um, and bringing that unique perspective to the table. The goal for Brownstein Group is to be 20% diverse by 2020. My personal goal for Brownstein Group is to be something closer to 30, 35% by 2020. Okay. It's a stretch, but I'm I'm working every day to, to make that happen. Um, so, you know, I think I think for any of us, the goal is really about just having enough of us in the room and having that opportunity to push things forward. That's only a few months away. I know. <laughs> it's right it's a lofty board. goal. <laughs> you know we have to commend uh, the Brownson Group for um, setting that goal, yeah. putting it out publicly, right. and being able to have everyone hold them accountable Absolutely. to that goal. And that was so exactly I it. That was, I think that's an amazing yeah. thing for... Uh, um, a, a company and an agency of that stature, size, and just influence sure. to lead the way. Absolutely. You know? so, totally. so I wanted to make sure that, you know, those who are watching or listening to the podcast uh, know that the September-October mm -hmm. issue is dedicated to diversity and inclusion. Absolutely. Pick it up. Some very interesting articles. I've read all of them. Mm -hmm. And they're very, very interesting, very good articles and from different perspectives. Mm -hmm. So, um, September October issue of Philly Ad News. Right. Exactly. And a killer cover page. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that I, I haven't seen yet. That we haven't seen no yet. Top, top star. <laughs> <laughs> like she is on this podcast. Oh. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Well, I think we, we can wrap it up on there. And we'll be back with another great episode next month. 
This episode was recorded at Alchemy X. On behalf of the Philly Adcast team, I'm Lisa Leonard. Thanks for listening. <laughs>